Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. Today on the show is Ezra Williams, who released their debut album Supernumeraries earlier this summer. Ezra Williams does the introspective lo-fi guitar strumming that the likes of Soccer Mommy specialize in. For example, on album track Don't Wake Me Up, they sing, keep it foggy, keep it gone, a feeling like this shouldn't be kept for this long, but I want to be numb, I want to feel everything at once, I want to be somebody. It's easy to get lost in Ezra Williams' headspace, as you can tell. A 21-year-old singer-songwriter who's based in Cork for Art College and from Wicklow originally, making the trip up to Dublin regularly on the dart, Ezra Williams used to be Smooth Boy Ezra and started releasing music under that moniker when they were just 14, amassing millions of listens. A name change followed and we are going to talk about that first gig under their own name which I happened to be at. And then the debut album arrived earlier this summer. We're going to talk through supernumeraries track by track. It features titles such as the opening song Skin, Bleed, My Nose, I Miss Your Face and Baby Teeth, which I feel all tell a story on their own. And it all culminates in 17, which is the only previously released song but has taken up a notch here. We're listening to Bleed right now. You can get the full album on EzraWilliams.bangamp.com. But still I don't think you're right. Why do I feel like it's a Cause you smile The album has been out almost about a month. How has it been for you having it out in the world and people like getting onto you, talking about the album and everything? It's been really nice. And the uh, like reception that it's got has been really like kind. And it's been nice hearing like different people's opinions of like what songs mean to them and um, uh, hearing people because uh, I've been playing a lot of the songs live uh, for about like over a year so a lot of people who would like come to some live shows who hadn't obviously gotten to hear the like recorded versions finally getting to like hear the recorded versions like would send me things being like oh I was so excited for this song to come out and yeah it was, it was really cool. Has it been kind of weird as well as nice to have like people's interpretations of the songs or anything is that what they're kind of talking to you about as well? Yeah sometimes some people um will like talk 
I've 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 seen like a few because I don't give a lot of like information about what the songs are about because I don't want to like skew other people's thought processes about them because I like kind of leaving it up to interpretation. Um, but I've had like a few people have like completely like different ideas of what the song is about and I wouldn't say that it's not true it's just not what I wrote it about but it can be true for that person uh, I'm presuming that there's been loads of great stuff that's happened to you over the past month um, I just wanted to ask you about Glastonbury how you got on at uh, like the biggest festival in the world it was crazy it was really cool I got to play the Friday and the Saturday and um, yeah the Saturday there was more people there and it was like very very cool I we had me and my band like practiced the most we've ever practiced for a gig <laughs> um and yeah it was it was it's crazy there's a lot of that I don't like remember from it and not because of any reason other than I was just like completely like in a haze the whole time because it was so cool great so where are you at the moment just because you're traveling around loads I believe you're based in Cork you're from uh Wicklow Dublin area so are you based in Cork at the moment um no I'm based in Cork during like the college year uh oh, okay. I'm trying to find somewhere to live <laughs> for next year in, in Cork. Cork oh yeah um but right now I'm at home in Wicklow um for the summer and hopefully in September we'll be back in Cork if all goes to plan <laughs> Uh, how have you found the city? Is it just like the first year of college that you've done there? Yeah, I just finished my first year, so I'm going into second year. Um, I love it there. It's really nice. I like because growing up in Wicklow, especially where I live in Wicklow, uh, the closest place for me to actually hang out with people was in Dublin. So I'm used to like getting the hour train ride to Dublin and hanging out there. And it's so much like, I don't know, Cork feels a lot more like uh, smaller and like the city of Cork feels a lot more smaller and less like intense than Dublin does. And that like suits me a lot better, like being able to like, because living in a city, I've never lived in a city before and living in Cork was like quite nice compared to what I would, it, it was very different to what I imagined it would be like living in like if I was living in Dublin city. And have you found like a community of musicians um, in the year or is it all just focused on on college and that side of things? Last year, I was think I was just trying to find my feet with everything. I, I'd never done university before. The closest I did, like I didn't finish school um, and I did a few PLCs, but university is obviously completely different. Um, and so I was just kind of I would I, I didn't do have a lot of social life. Like I have a friend uh, from Cork and we joked that we'd be like living in each other's pockets when I moved down there. And I think I saw her less <laughs> when I lived there than I did when she would like come up to me or when I would go down to visit her. So I'm I'm going to try and like make more music friends and I'd love to do more like I've, I've never done a gig in Cork, but I would really like to like actually attend different concerts and like be a part of like the cork music scene um i don't really know where to start with it though because i don't i'm i'm very bad with location and stuff i've been to one gig in cork i went to see the pillow queens in cypress avenue but 
that's the only venue I've been to. <laughs> so I'm very not well versed in the area yet. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's welcoming. You know, once once you go into like plugged or something on uh, the Colke, I feel like that's where you go in and suddenly the whole community opens up to you. So I feel like I like to think anyway that it's welcoming me. <laughs> Maybe like as an outsider, you'll be like, oh, it's awful. <laughs> they don't let me in at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned Pillow Queens. I think I saw you play your first gig as Ezra Williams you know you you had the change of name from smooth boy ezra into ezra williams i'm sure i saw you play your first gig as ezra williams supporting pillow queens at button factory in early in 2021 am i right in thinking that am i wrong yeah it was it was it was last year um and yeah i think that was my first gig being ezra williams it was also the only gig that i had done like since i started gigging without my band so that that's like quite a novelty for me <laughs> is like playing on my own. It's very scary. <laughs> Why did you decide to for for the name change? Oh, I just really didn't like the name. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> it was like an inside joke that me and my friend like kind of came up with and it was because we were both going to start a um a band and he chose the name and then I don't know I just when I started releasing my music it all like kind of happened real fast because of the way things were going and then I thought I'd be able to change it and then I wasn't and then it was like just I had to stick with it and then the longer I stuck with it I feel like it was fine to be called smooth boy when I was like 15 16 17 like because it's like I felt like it was quite juvenile um but I was quite like a young teenager as well like I, I still feel like I'm quite like I'm I'm I seem quite young if you get what I mean like and I didn't want to continue almost like with the like infantilization of like my career because being autistic a lot of people assume that I'm younger in my mind than I am if you get what I mean and the having the name smooth boy kind of almost continued that rhetoric and I I wanted to just change it and have it be me so that there wasn't like preconceived notions going into like people listening to my music I don't know if that makes sense at all <laughs> no no it does um but I guess it's kind of a big thing as well when you've got like hundreds of thousands of plays and you've kind of made your name as Smooth Boy Ezra and you hate the name I guess on the one hand it's you know we have to change it before it's too late but on the other hand am I going to lose a load of fans or are people not going to follow with the name change so it seems like it's a really big deal in any band's career but maybe especially when you're starting out did you did it feel like a big deal for you? It was I I was like afraid that I that people wouldn't like because I did it right after the stuff with Heartstopper and so a few quite a few people found my music through the name Smooth Boy Ezra and then I was afraid that like anyone who listened to it and wanted to find the song again or remembered me as that name wouldn't find me um but then I was kind of like I don't I didn't mind starting from scratch either I kind of um I like that this kind of Smooth Boy Ezra is kind of like an era of me which was like quite young me whereas like I starting releasing 
like my my debut album under Ezra Williams and being like 21 and kind of dealing with and writing about different things that I was de- like writing about back then I feel like it kind of suited um changing the name change at that time um but I'm yeah I'm glad that I changed it I don't I don't regret it at all <laughs> <laughs> So is that how you kind of look back on maybe the first like seven years of your career? That's kind of like finding your feet and developing and that's kind of finished now. You change the name and th- this is it now sort of thing. It's a it's a new era. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk about supernumeraries. I like doing track by tracks. We can see how we go if we make it through a lot of the tracks on the album, if you're up for talking about them. Um, tell me about the title of supernumerary, supernumeraries. Where did it come from? Um, so it is uh, the word for like a, a an abnormal amount of something. So I mine is teeth and I have I was born with supernumeraries. I I even find it hard to (laughs) say sometimes. I was born with it. And so I was like getting my teeth taken out from age like five and six. And uh, I used to have a massive bag of my teeth. And yeah, I I even had uh, extra wisdom teeth as well. I now don't have supernumeraries though actually this week last year I got my wisdom teeth out so it's it's now officially I have a normal amount of teeth for the first time in my life um yeah <laughs> so you you had extra wisdom teeth and you had to get them taken out it's like extra pain or something is it I had seven wisdom teeth oh, um but now I have three I think because I got or wait no now I have four okay but they don't have to be taken out so i can keep them yeah you hopefully that's it now hopefully no more like come through or anything i really really hope so (laughs) and skin is the opening song on the album why did this feel like the right one to open things up um i think it's because it was one of the first songs that i was like completely done with and when i was like writing the album and producing the album and stuff i i I kind of was very happy with that song from the get-go when I like wrote and produced it. Um, it all kind of happened really fast with that song, and it was kind of the first on my I, on this wall that I have behind me. I uh, had a bunch of sticky notes with all of the names of all of my songs that I had written that weren't released yet, and then I would like move them around and see what they looked like beside each other. And Skin was kind of the one that just kind of stuck there the whole time, um, and so it felt like 
that one was like the beginning of the album for me. So the album making process was very important. You were thinking of this in terms of an album rather than a shorter collection of songs or anything. Yeah, no, I definitely knew that I wanted to make an album. Yeah. And like, was there loads of writing behind it? I mean, did you take a break sort of thing for a couple of years around the name change and things where you were just trying to write as many songs as possible to to figure things out for an album? I think that my thing is that I never take breaks. Like, I think that I just go through like periods of time where I'm I'm not as able to write. And but I, I from like the second that the Stucky P came out, I was still writing, and I basically just started doing things for Supernumeries the second that that was like finished. So, and it's the same now. Like I'm still writing and I'm still making things. Um, but it that's just how between Stuck the release of Stuck and the release of Supernumeries, that's just how long it took me to make and finish the album. There wasn't any like point in time where I was purposely taking any time out I definitely I feel like I would have released it sooner if I wasn't doing a PLC and then also college um and so I have no idea how long it'll be before I release something else now because I have another three years of college left so we'll see (laughs) how do you find the balance between the college work and the music like in your first year was were you hoping that it would be like a 50-50 balance sort of thing? But then does does music take a real back seat for maybe like uh, the, the last couple of months of the college year? It definitely took more of a backseat than I wanted it to. But I think that was also because I didn't have like a lot of structure because I was figuring out like trying to like balance like the fact that my band is scattered all around Ireland. So like I'm in Cork, my bassist was in Galway, and then my keyboardist was like in Dublin, and then so was my drummer. And so it was kind of trying to like organize when we could practice together and where to practice. And then trying to, then whenever we did have a gig, like someone would be at college, someone would be at work, or so, you know, like it, it during the year, it's definitely really difficult to like organize things. Um, and then a lot of my college year was, um, just like me not really understanding like where I was supposed to be or what I was supposed to be doing at any given moment. So I've, I'm hoping that this year I kind of have more of a like structure in place so that I can like go to more gigs and make more music friends. Like that's my, my plan for this year is to try and be more social in like the music scene. Cause I'm very like, I'm I'm very like recluse like I don't talk to people especially even when I go to gigs or even at my own gigs like I'll perform and then I'll leave because I can't like interact especially when um everyone's like drinking which is a big part of the scene I a lot of the time won't drink and then I won't be able to interact with people who are but then if I do drink I'm I go quiet so it's kind of like this thing where I I am quite bad at socializing but that's my like new year's resolution for now (laughs) is to (laughs) is to try and socialize and become more friends with more music people in the industry is it our college that you're going to yes what what are you is there uh are you focusing on one particular um art i'm in um contemporary applied art which is the it's ceramics textiles and glass 
and I'm kind of I I, I switch between which one I'm I want to focus on. I when I'm at home, I kind of mainly focus on textiles because it's definitely the more accessible one. Because uh, I don't own a kiln, sadly. <laughs> Not yet. One day, one day yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, Bleed is the next track we're going to talk about. You say it's about the complexities of forming relationships on the autism spectrum. Was is that an easy subject to kind of write about? That's actually one of the ones that I was talking about where someone wrote something that uh, wasn't true. Oh, really? So where did I get that? That isn't what the song is about, but a lot of magazines ran with that. And I think it's because I didn't give a lot of uh, context about what the song was about purposefully because that song I didn't want to give context about. And so a lot of people made their own. And because I'm autistic, I think a lot of people are like, well, obviously this one's about the autistic experience because all of my songs are because <laughs> I can't write about anything that isn't, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I purposely didn't give a lot of um an in-depth analysis on that song because it means a bunch of different things to me that uh, I just kind of wanted to write about, but I didn't necessarily want people to understand what I was writing about. So I'm happy with other people coming up with their own conclusions about it, but I will never talk about what that song means to me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about the chorus then, where you sing, I don't remember who I used to be. I mean, you seem like an artist who's very happy kind of putting themselves out there as well. Is that just something that comes naturally to you since you've been writing from such a young age or every time that you're kind of writing something that does feel personal? Do you take a moment and you're like, do I want to put that out there? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that my problem is, is that I'm so open and I can't <laughs> not be and I I like have always tried to be this like mysterious person who's very like aloof and you never know what's going on. But I like literally I'm terrible. The second that like anyone meets me, I tell them my entire life story because I can't like not. I don't know. It, it's like I feel like I need to like let everyone know who they're like dealing with or, you know, so I, I feel like writing and releasing my songs like has is kind of quite natural to me I've been doing it for so long that now when I write things I don't kind of think about what other people are going to think about them because also one thing that I've noticed about it is that a lot of people don't listen to the lyrics and think that they are a direct correlation to the person who wrote them um a lot of people listen to lyrics and just think it's a song in itself and they don't think about the person that wrote it and like a, in in I don't know if that makes sense but like I was talking to a few people and like I was I was realizing that like if like like a really famous artist releases a song where they're literally like uh I'm good like what's that song like Sean Kingston released that song that was like uh suicidal <laughs> about wanting to kill himself because girls are so beautiful no one was like Sean are you doing okay are you all right you know <laughs> like people usually don't like when they're listening to a song think first about the artist that wrote it so a lot of the time I feel like safe behind this like thing of like a lot of people who are listening aren't actually going to be thinking about like who I am and what I was thinking when I was writing this like there's a certain subsection of people that would be thinking that but most people just listen to the song and they're like that sounds nice you know <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Um, on Deep Rooted, the chorus is, if it's what I dream I want, why can't I let myself have it? Has the dream always been to be a musician? I mean, you've been doing this since you were 14. I can't imagine. I mean, were there was that what you wanted to do since you were like seven, eight years old? I always wanted to just do art, like anything to do with art, like so music or or drawing, painting, uh, sculpting, anything. So my like, I think that I definitely am doing what I wanted to do when I was younger because I don't think I would have been able to do anything else. I think that I was always going to have to do art because I'm not academic at all. (laughs) Um, On Don't Wake Me Up, it's like the title it seems like quite a heavy song and it feels like a very kind of bandy song as well like when I saw you supporting Pillow Queens it was solo but have you always had the the full band otherwise I've I've had my band has been growing since I started like so slowly but surely like different members have um come into the band and the newest member is Nia but now I have it's me Nia Jackie and Kira and uh i don't like doing gigs without them because they're like they make the songs so so much better and especially like a lot of my songs are very like filled with harmonies and so when i'm performing live kira and nia do three-part harmonies with me and so whenever i'm doing solo gigs i'm always like thinking about the fact that there could be really nice harmonies happening you know (laughs) so i i really like performing with them like I I don't think that I if I had to choose to like never perform on my own again I would I would do that if I could like perform with them for the rest of my life (laughs) that's nice um does do the songs always just start with you though like I'm imagining you just like in your bedroom just strumming a guitar trying to trying to figure a song out is that kind of how all they how all the songs start or do some of them start in the room with the band as a full idea being fleshed out um no I do I I write the songs and I I make them and then I bring them to the band and then that's kind of how it works I'm I'm open to that changing though that's that's how it worked primarily because like a lot of the stuff that I was writing and when the band kind of started forming properly it was around uh, lockdown so we couldn't kind of sit around in a room and write together um but yeah no most of I mean, all of the songs I write myself, uh, but in the future, I would definitely like to do like collaborations with them because they're all amazing musicians. They're. Force myself to have a bath when I'm home. Sit in silence, wash your words into my bones. Picking grass up from the ground Wonder why my nails are always dirty The days pass and love is found Why does it feel undeservingly? 
my nose again the music here is kind of what really stands out to me it's kind of heavy i guess kind of reflecting the lyrical content of what you're doing and i was just wondering what the influences are for you on the album i guess what i hear a lot of is soccer mommy i don't know if there's other bands i mean like pillow queens come up a little bit particularly towards the end i think <laughs> um i yeah i mean i listen to a lot of soccer mommy i listen to a lot of claro and then Haley hendrix and who else mm. kate bush is always a main inspiration for me and elliot smith and yeah uh, the Irish Irish artists that are influencing me right now are definitely like Seamat and New Dad and Pillow Queens and Banrian and yeah, just there's there's so many people in the Irish scene that are like amazing and I love listening to their music. Yeah, I mean it's just amazing watching what Seamat is up to. She just released a new track with John Grant last year or last week, which I just think is unbelievable. Yeah. You don't want to be a cowboy or anything like that. Maybe on the second album, you might start wearing a cowboy hat or something. Oh, maybe. I literally have a cowboy hat right oh, here. Oh, wow. <laughs> a pink, a pink C-Mac cowboy hat. I, I, it was, it's just like on the side of my bed. I'm staying up late to hear the foxes screaming behind my breath. I Miss Your Face kicks off the second half of the album and it kind of sounds like a little bit more upbeat sort of thing. Is that kind of how you see the album, that it's kind of two sides? Um, yeah, I kind of wanted that one in the middle because I wrote it. I wrote it. That was the last song that I wrote for the album and I wrote it with the like purpose of it being like just like a cutesy song as a like, kind of a break in, in between all of the kind of more... I don't know, a lot of my songs are quite like lyrically heavy and they have a lot of like metaphors and meaning and you know, you could read into them. But with like, I wanted to write a surface level song that was just kind of for fun. And that's what kind of, that's what I Miss Your Face was. It was just like everything that is said in the song is what the song means, if you get what I mean. Mm. Do, do you see the album as kind of a, a, a sad kind of album or kind of like a, a down album or is it something that you're kind of able to to step away and look at is is that kind of the wrong term to be using as well maybe I don't see it as like a sad album or a not sad album it's just kind of the 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 songs that I was writing at that time and and that is how the album turned out I I I think that I have just like this this thing where I always write quite sad songs, but that's just what I do, I guess. <laughs> um, Until I'm Home features a collaboration with Sammy Copley, who's around the same age as you and has been releasing music kind of around the same age as you since about 14, I think. So tell me about working with Sammy Copley. Is, is Sammy just a friend that you've gotten to know over the years? Yeah, so 
I um, met Sammy through a mutual friend a few years ago, and we have done like different musical collabs before. But when I was um, making this song, I knew that I wanted to have someone on it, and he was kind of the first person that I thought of. And I sent him the song, and I was like, "No pressure, you don't have to." And he was like, "No, I'd love to." And so I was very happy. And yeah, he's. Uh, I love his voice so much, and I'm really, really, really happy that he was on. Honest. He seems yeah. to just be doing great things as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's cool. Uh, Baby Teeth, you've kind of mentioned uh, this earlier um, about the, the supernumeraries and I guess your wisdom teeth. Um, it kind of feels like you're getting something off your chest. I mean, we, we talked about this being a sad album. You sing in uh, the chorus, I think, and I don't feel as sad as I used to. So this kind of feels like a bit of an important song I feel that maybe it's you kind of like overcoming something am I am I on the right track there yeah yeah it was like about a specific event and uh kind of ending of like a time period of my life and moving on from that and yeah that's as vague as I'll be <laughs> okay okay but just kind of writing the song specifically is did did that feel kind of like maybe cathartic in a way yeah yeah it was it was i wrote the song um in 2021 i think and yeah it was the end of 2021 and it was just before i did the uh the support uh, gig for jungle in the brixton academy so it was like a really big arena and i was like oh i'm gonna sing that song live for the first time there and that's where I got to do it for the first time and it was fun because it's one of the first songs that I like kind of used like kind of more of my voice for like um it's it's more of a like belty song and it was quite cathartic getting to sing it for the first time live in like such a big room that's what I think about when I'm when I'm singing it all the time and the penultimate song, Just Not, uh, I love the sound of this track, very kind of playful. Was this a, fu- I feel like this must have been a fun one in itself to make, just musically. Yeah, well, I mean, so that song, I think we, me and my friend Jackie, uh, we worked on it, I'm thinking from 2018 till when it came out. Like, it was like, it's definitely the one that was the longest to make, mainly because a lot of it was uh, like done over Zoom during lockdown. And Jackie produced the song and he usually when I'm with all my songs, I play the instruments and I produce it. But all of the instruments and all of the production is Jackie on that song. So I I quite like and it's the same with Seventeen. Um, He he had his like personality into the song. And I I like that because I really, really like his like production style. And it took a very long time to make, but it was really, really fun.
great it's just one of those songs that sticks around like five years later finally you kind of finish it and put it on the album yeah yeah you mentioned 17 there that's the final track on the album and it's the only track on the whole collection that was previously released a few years ago under smooth boy ezra why did i mean why did this one stick around as well why did you want to go back to this one and re-record it so it was actually it's jackie who he really liked the original recording of 17 and he had like ideas of how he would produce it and i think that it started with just like he asked me if he could do that and i was like yeah sure like go for it and then he did and then i really liked the way that it was sounding and i was like oh i'd really like to actually record my vocals on it and so i did and then we kind of just kept working on it and i was like i think i want to re-release it because it now the old version of 17 just sounds like a demo and this sounds like the real version you know yeah and like I mentioned that the the end of the album kind of feels a little pillow queensy. I mean, the outro just reminds me of kind of a big pillow queensy album. It's just this very, again, kind of cathartic thing. You're li- you're literally shouting and getting stuff off your chest. Yeah. It, must have, it just must have been like a, a good feeling just to be able to to sing that loudly. Yeah, the end was just me and Jackie like holding the same microphone and we didn't like go into it with, we just pressed record and then we just like, we accidentally did harmonies as well, which I was very proud of us for. But we we didn't like plan anything. We were just like, let's just like sing the ending and see what happens. And then we just layered over it and screamed. And yeah, it was really, really fun. Do you feel like a more confident artist now at the end of the process, like, you know, singing more on Just Not, I think you said, and just being able to to sing so loudly on this? Do you feel personally that you kind of gained a bit of confidence during just the making of this album, let alone the release and playing live? I think that I gained more confidence in like my production because a lot of the reasons why in my older songs, they're quite like quiet. It's just because I didn't know how to work a microphone. And every time I every time I wanted to sing light, loudly, I would like make it sound like crunchy or muffled. And I was like, I don't have the energy to try and figure out how to fix that. So I would just change the way I was singing. But I'm more confident in kind of singing loudly. Um, and that's why I think that I much prefer singing the newer songs uh, live than I do the older songs because it's easier for me to sing them. It's easier for me to sing something that has more like, like oomph to it than like something that's quite like the same level the whole way through like some of my songs. 
so yeah no I definitely am going to continue to uh like do like more fun vocals and I now know how to use an audio interface and mm-hmm. microphone a bit better so <laughs> I can record it properly great have you started working on like new songs or as as or maybe you never even stopped yeah I have I, I have a few new songs already so <laughs> Great. And what does the rest of summer, rest of the year look like? Do you have many new shows coming up? I I have, I think, a few things in the works that I don't know when they're happening yet. And then I'm I'm going interrailing with my with my bassist in August. Oh right. Just before just before heading back to Cork for college. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never gone like on a proper solo holiday because i've been to loads of places but it's always for music so i always like i'm it's kind of like go perform and leave whereas i never get to see places like i'm going to berlin um and i've been to germany before i went to cologne but i hardly remember it because i spent most of the time traveling between like airport and and the venue and then the hotel and so it's kind of i'm excited to actually visit a place and not have like the fact that I'm performing like kind of weighing on me Mm, great for interrailing do you like plan your route or are you very much kind of like we'll end up in Berlin at some point and we'll see where we go from there we're gonna end up in Amsterdam I think but we're starting in Berlin and that's that's as far as we have yeah (laughs) cool well what a great way to end what's been an amazing summer for you have been have you been really enjoying this summer as well like the release of Super Memories yeah yeah, it's been really good. It's been great. Cool. Well, congrats on the album. Uh, congrats on everything else that's come out of it as well. And thanks a million for chatting. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.